Welcome to the Doghouse on NTNRadio.com in our individual bunkers as we are in stay-at-home mode now. So the three of us are all calling in to uh, record the show, and of course you're going to probably already notice that the, the sound quality is not quite as good as it normally is, but we're doing our best, so hang in there. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually in a concrete reinforced bunker. I got my Coke Zero on my side. I got my little hot dog maker going, so I got hot dogs. I don't think I want to go back to the studio, Ken. <laughs> well, I got my, I got my, I got my PP, I got my PPE on. I got my face mask on. I'm in a negative pressure room right now. So, uh, so how you know, how is that different COVID, from your any other day? COVID don't scare me no more. I, I mean, it's a normal day. Story. No different. I, I was That's just a little worried. I was just a little worried when you said I got my pee pee. I was like, I don't want to know anymore. Uh, yeah, that kind of that kind of surprised me too. I was like, no more pee pee. That's what he said the first time. I'm not even sure. What yes, P-P-E it is. is. That's personal protective equipment. Oh, see, I don't even know those things. Out where I live, there's not enough people to catch this thing. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, out where you, out where you live, they're still eating bats. Come on. <laughs> We're immune to that. <laughs> That's right. Uh, there's a reason when you go to Laurier Kevin's, there aren't any bats inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Phil, um, Phil was there for lunch. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, you know, a little later on in the show, we're going to have an interview with Bobby Fong. Uh, we caught up with him a little earlier today. Uh, talk about, uh, you know, what he's doing there at the time off and a little bit about what he knows about what's going on with Moto America? Uh, yeah, it was sort of in- it was sort of interesting. So um, I think the I think the listeners are going to enjoy it. I, I hope so. Uh, Bobby's yeah. always a fun guy. Uh, he seems very calm to me. Normally he's like a ball of energy, but he's probably like you know I can't imagine all these guys are stressed out. You know because you know it, yeah. you're not racing when you should be in race mode now. So I um, think it might be the special pill. I think it might be those special pills they gave him after his last wreck. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I want to have a box of special. If it can make you do what he did in the next race, I want to box of special pills yeah. on me at all times. Very <laughs> true. Very true. Uh, and then yeah. uh, you know, I guess are we going to jump in? Let's jump into the news of the week, right? Uh, yeah, let's. It's, it's the Matt Maladin news. Man, this is uh, yeah. Terrible. That was just a kick in the teeth. Uh, it is it, 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 a kick in the teeth, and you know, of course, you got to do the everybody's, you know, everybody's innocent until proven guilty type thing, right? Because we hear these stories about people all the time, and some percentage of them are not true. But so you got to give the guy a presumption of in, innocence. But it do, it doesn't look good, and no. and you know. And, and the thing about it is you have to realize is this guy dominated this sport for a while, right? Yeah. He dominated American superbike racing for a long time. Of course, the, the guy that inherited all that was Ben Spees, right? Yeah. You well, know? Ben had some battles, so, too. You know, well, he was a seven-time no, yeah, seven so. AMA yeah. Pro Superbike champion. Yeah, they did. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, and I remember that for a long time, you know, 
there was discussion about the fact that Suzuki was still running the the bikes that that Ben and Matt Maladin had run for many many years before the first time they had an upgrade, which was what only a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was only that was- yeah, yeah, but I, you know, if, do we do we want to give any of the details or what the charges for people that haven't seen it are, Phil? Well, you know? I, I, think, I, get- I think we can just say, you know, he was arrested and charged for a variety of sex crimes with a child. I think yeah, that, that's. I don't think we need to go into the details. I think that sums it up pretty good right there. I don't think there's too much more you can say. Yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, they had they had some more stuff. Road racing. Well, the first place I saw was a post road racing world had on Facebook, you know, and there were a lot of people saying, how reliable mm-hmm. is this? And, you know, we've known John and Chris over there and they're, uh, mm-hmm. some of their guys for over a decade now. Right. And they're not going to put up something. Yep. It's not like anybody over there took joy in put writing that article. Yet, you know what I mean? No. And, and they had like court numbers and stuff like that. So it's legit. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I mean, it seems yeah. like from what I've read, and I know nothing about Australian law, I'm sure there's probably a listener that could, like, chime in and maybe help us out a little bit, but it kind of seems like they've done the investigation, and now they're going to the trial, is what I kind of got out of my yeah. reading. That the that's investigation, the yeah, well. that's, yep. you know, yep. I mean, the, the closest thing I know to Australian law is I watch Miss, Miss Fisher's murder mystery stuff. <laughs> Close as I've come is Crocodile Dundee, so I can't tell you anything. <laughs> yeah. That's so, not a knife. <laughs> yeah. This so, is a knife. I, we shouldn't be joking while we're talking about this, but I I, I, I pray that it's not true. I, I, I just don't have a lot of faith that it's not. You know, I mean, I don't think you go through that many steps and not have... You know, I hope I, I hope I, I it's not know. a smear. I hope it's not a smear, but it's just a shame. It's a big it's a big black eye for the sport. It's a big black eye for him and his legacy. There's just it's, yeah, it's it's sad. It's sad. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a it's a nightmare for the kid or kids. I don't know if I saw whichever, but that if anything mm-hmm. happened, that happened to it. No good comes from this, right? No, no good. No, no, I, no. I, I don't think it reflects on the sport at all. I mean, these are, you know, these people make their own decisions when they're not on the track, and you know, I'm sure you're going to find a lot of racers don't behave, you know, as we would hope they would behave in their private lives. It's they're normal people, right? They're no different than anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> He's a lot different than me. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I, miss, I, I know better or worse. No, no, I know better or worse. You know, Dan, worse. No better or worse. Danny Eslick has a, has a history of stuff happening to him at Daytona Bike Week, but I can say, yeah, I can be like yeah. Danny Eslick. But, but I know. <laughs> I have been. You know what I mean? I have been. <laughs> we've all, we've all, we've all been drunk and, Flipped off the cops and rode our motorcycles down the road. But um, but anyways, yeah. Well, we, so that's, you know, my my yeah my 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 point is that look, don't don't put these guys on a pedestal, okay? Yeah. That you know, I, I I'm like you, and I hope it's not true. But just understand, just like in regular life, there's all kinds of people, some good, some bad, mm-hmm. right? And yep. it's going to be true of racing as well. And we I know Formula One has some guys that had some pretty bad back past too. So. 
Um, you know, they they make mis- they make mistakes, and they and sometimes they're just bad people. But until until it's been proven, you know, I think we have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, let's move on to another topic, something a little more more cheery. Uh, MotoGP followed NASCAR's lead and. IndyCar and Formula One did it this week, and IMSA did it, and they had the Moto E race with the, some of the stars of the series. I don't want to say Moto E, I racing maybe because Moto E's are electric racing. E racing is that what they call it? Yeah. What they call it? I I think Video game called, racing. I think it was called Moto GP. I think it was called Moto GP E. Yeah. Not Moto E. Okay. Um, I watched. I watched it. I, I did too. I have a, a couple points that that I need to make, and uh, and one being that they started this thing out by explaining that some of the racers hadn't gotten the software to the night before. What right. were they thinking? Why did why didn't Dorna make sure that they all had it for at least a week before this event? We knew we knew two weeks in advance it was happening. Yeah, I don't know why it took so long for that. You know, here, here's yeah. what I'm gonna here's here's my take, right? Is mm. honest to God, I would have much rather, and they're gonna do this because somebody there's listening because they're stealing our ideas left and right. But I yeah. would have much rather listened to Vinales and Marquez do play by play and color commentating for those guys who competed for the Moto GPE Racing Championship last year in Barcelona that they had. Those guys were racing, yeah. and I mean, that's like all those guys do. So that was actually good racing. Mm-hmm. This was, it was entertaining. It was very lighthearted. But I think I enjoyed the racing and the aspect of it. When I remember watching that, and I, I was impressed, and I enjoyed the racing, and I enjoyed it. This I didn't enjoy as much because it, because it was the stars. And they're not video game players all the time, so the racing wasn't as good, the action wasn't as good. I would have much rather listened to Mark Marquez and Vinales or, you know, Redding, not Redding, uh, Crutchlow and somebody do like color commentating for a Moto E race. You know, I mean, not a Moto E, a Moto yeah. GP E race for that, their championships or their qualifiers than, than what we saw. That's my opinion. Okay, there was another thing too, too that I that I personally didn't like about it is after they did the setup for the race in the beginning and you you have all the racers right all around, they continued that format during the race, which made the actual race screen about a third the normal size you would get in a full screen mode. Yeah, and I, I thought that took away. I think that took away a little bit because frankly there was nothing to watch. You know, when when the Marquez brothers and the other guys that were out there when the race was going on. You, there was no reason to see them because you couldn't tell anything from that, but you were losing a lot of the track scene, right? Yeah, and that's I, what happens know, I, in rec- and, and that's what happens in a lot of, in the regular esports stuff. If you watch some of the uh, esports like Call of Duty and other events, there they'll they'll just show us a little bit of the players, but during the, ga- the actual game, mm-hmm. all you're seeing is the game footage. Now you'll switch between what one guy is seeing to what the next guy is seeing to what the next guy is seeing, but you're always watching the game, so they're not doing that. They're not even following best practices. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. They were trying to keep it lighthearted. NASCAR kind of did the same thing on Sunday, but they spent more time in the on-track action. 
I just I just felt like like you said I I I felt there was too much showing their houses and how they're doing it and yeah. I I I feel like I'd have been much happier watching the guys who raced for the championship last year, right? With with the guys with Marquez or somebody commentating or Rossi or you know something like that. I, I to have a real racist description of what he's seeing on the video games and oh man, you can't do that in real life and stuff like that. To me, would have been much better than what we ended up getting. Um, well, I guess this was the—I didn't get to actually see it, but I'm assuming based on what I'm reading that it's the was the introduction to the G- eSport Championship Series beginning this year. So uh, there's going yeah, but it, it really so wasn't. Maybe it. we will get that later on because they're going to have the regular game. You know, the eleven, the normal gamers will be start playing and racing soon. Yeah, and maybe we'll get a Mark Marquez or a, somebody else. Commentating about what's going on. That would, I think you got the I, right idea. That is a good way to do it. I, you know, I, well, I am a genius. Oh, uh, <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm, no, no comment. Yeah, well, you didn't say no. I'm not. So see, no, you're, you're not. My point. I said no, <laughs> no, 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 com- no comment. <laughs> <laughs> you guys aren't right. But the other thing, <laughs> the other thing too, the other thing too that I, I. Uh, you know, that I was, uh, that I liked. So this is a positive thing was I think we got to see Alex's Marquez's only win, right? Oh, <laughs> you know, I then hope you're gonna, it doesn't count. Well, then you're going to get, you're going to love this headline off the MotoGP eSport homepage. V4 Virtual. Alex Marquez wins his first ever MotoGP virtual race. Not that. That's, okay. the, that's, that's the headline. So did it say his first virtual win? It says win the, the, the first ever MotoGP virtual race. Yeah, well, his, he virtually won. <laughs> so just uh, hopefully, hopefully this doesn't count in standings or points. Uh, we're definitely not counting <laughs> no. it in the Doghouse NTN radio pool, which I happen to still be no. leading. Who would have thought we'd be sitting here at the end of March and I would still be leading by myself? No one. The NTN. Yeah. No one. <laughs> who would have? Who? Yeah. Right. Who would have said we wouldn't have had any MotoGP races yet? Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> don't, don't, don't let details and facts screw up a good thing here. Yeah. <laughs> right. I start that now. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. Right. Um. All right, everybody, we have a guest calling in on the NTN radio hotline. I'm going to call it that until somebody buys a sponsorship. But uh, it's uh, Bobby Fong, who just recently signed with M4 Suzuki. So, Bobby, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It's uh, crazy times we're living in right now, so I'm just uh, trying to stay busy over here. I'm not trying to uh, eat too much at home. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be hard staying in shape huh, for, for this. Man, it's uh, and it's like everything. As soon as I heard about the, the everybody has to be quarantined, man, I'm just like, well, well, here's the food comes straight from <laughs> out, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to take actually, I've been riding. You know, most of the places are uh, closed around here, like motocross places and stuff. But uh, I've been lucky enough to have uh, a lot of friends who know where like a lot of private tracks are and a lot of like 
um, just random tracks kind of near me where, you know, it's nowhere, nobody really around, but there's nice cut-in sand tracks that are pretty rough and gnarly. But uh, then I've been riding like crazy, but just kind of staying out of, you know, public places and stuff. Yeah, I, I get that. Uh, so, Bobby, tell us a little bit about you signing with uh, M4 Suzuki there with the, you know, the Team Hammer guy. Well, is it still Team Hammer or no? Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, okay. you know, I, obviously, I was racing for them last year. I just basically just this year I moved up to uh, the superbike superbike class with the team. And okay. it's, uh, man, it was a, a long off season. Well, even a longer one now because we're gonna wait a little bit longer. But um, uh, in the beginning, I didn't know if I was gonna get the superbike ride or not. But um, you know, when I finally found out that I was gonna get the ride, I was pretty pretty excited, pretty stoked, and everything. But it's uh, we did that we did the one test so far at Barber a few weeks ago and um, we have a we have a lot of work to do for sure we the the bikes you know Tony's my teammate and uh, the bikes kind of suited for Tony more or mm-hmm. less so we have uh, you know we didn't get lucky with the weather so we had um, you know basically the whole test was wet we had about uh, two sessions that were in the dry and uh, you know in the wet we actually found some pretty good settings because we usually struggle I usually struggle in the wet with bike settings and all that stuff but mm-hmm. we felt good uh, right away in the wet that was positive working on our wet weather setting but in the dry we definitely have uh, quite a bit of work to do just to get the bike a little bit more suited to uh, suited to my style a little bit but um, I had the same crew as last year um, uh, exception for one other guy but um, you know I'm excited to get the bike to get rolling again and to get testing and it, there's so much it's not just sit on the bike and twist the grip you know it's it's a lot that goes into it that i wasn't expecting that much to go in it's just very time consuming you know because there's so the electronics on the bike are so sophisticated and it's kind of suited to per rider and um you know i have a little bit different style than tony so it's it's going to be some work and each basically we just got to take it one session at a time and as long as we're improving and uh you know each time i'm dropping some time each session i think it should be good by uh you know around one or two so um yeah, i just yeah. have to be patient that's the main thing i just have to, I just have to be patient well speaking of around one or two what's moto america been telling you about what's going to happen this season with all the corona stuff going on um you know uh um Okay, don't let Warren get you in trouble. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not sure. I think I think what it's looking like, um, I don't think it's confirmed yet, but I think Road America will be our first round. Okay. Whenever that yeah. is. I think maybe in the end of June, maybe? Yeah. Sometime I, in June, I think. Yeah. You know, I know they just, uh, the governor here, we're all in Virginia, and he just did the social distancing shutdown till. June 10th, which punted VIR, you know, our local track. So we kind of figured it was going to be sometime in June. Yeah, which is, man, that's just, but everybody's in the same boat, you know, we could, yeah. we could say, hell, it sucks, which it does suck, but um, at the end of the day, what really sucks is, you know, it's, every, no, not a lot of people are making money at this time, you know, and, right. and the uh, same for me with the racing thing, I get paid per race, so it's like, <laughs> what the hell am I doing? Uh, but uh, it, it it is what it is, and I, I guess this is a time to try to better ourselves and not try to better our bellies, but um, you know, yeah. minds and try to stay sane in this time. Yeah. So, Tony, are, 
Tony, are you uh, are you staying Bobby. in touch with the Hold on, hold on. Ken, Bobby. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm thinking <laughs> Tony because he weighs like... I'm, I'm thinking Can you Tony. Cut him off now? I'm thinking Tony because... I think of Tony because he, Tony's his teammate and he weighs like 85 pounds. And I was kind of figuring how Bobby was going to rewrite riding a bike that was set up for a guy that's so small. But uh, I'm sorry about that, Bobby. Bobby, so are you staying in touch with other uh, racers? And, you know, what are the conversations between you guys during this time look like? You know, um, the only other racers I really stay in contact with uh, that are currently racing is, you know, Josh Hayes, who's my coach. And, uh, uh, my teammate Sean. Other than that, I really don't. I don't speak to any. I mean, yeah, I, I'm real cordial with everybody, but I, I don't have a good relationship with a lot of people. Where I talk to many people, so okay. people I'm just I'm I talk to all the time. But basically, every day is Josh Hayes. I just I give him shit all the time. So <laughs> I just, we just talk about BS all day long. But uh, you know, that's that's basically the main person I talk to. That's still you know in the paddock, not race. Well, he is racing actually. So. Um, good yeah. are, are you are you talking? Do you talk much with the team? Um, I talk uh, a lot with my crew chief uh, and my yeah. my mechanic. One of my mechanics or one of my good friends. Well, everybody's my friend on the team, but uh, one of my mechanics are my good friends. So um, you know, we just talk uh, BS all all day long or every other day, you know. But uh, my crew chief, we um. <clears throat> You know, after the test, I had to write a huge race report and all that stuff. So we've just been kind of discussing the race report and um, just stuff that might help us on our next test, whenever they may be. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I know you said you were eating and stuff, but are you, you and you're trying to stay in shape? But you know, we always we always talk about guys being race ready, and you need those tests to kind of build it up to get used to being in that in that thing how, how fast do you think you're going to be able to jump back in and everybody else right i mean um, everybody's in the know, same boat uh, uh fitness wise um that's never an issue for me even uh okay. <clears throat> even everybody staying at home i kind of um i have uh a lot of parks nearby and i okay. do a lot of running and cycling and okay. a lot of body weight stuff and with me riding you know four four times a week dirt bikes i'm Definitely fitness wise, yeah. I, I I won't. There won't be an issue um, with me weight wise. Um, yeah, okay. I gain and lose five to ten pounds within a blink of an eye. I could literally gain five pounds in one week and lose it in a week. So uh, my my weight, that's just how my body is. I could fluctuate really really easy. So I'm not worried about that. As soon as we know, as soon as we pull the trigger, uh, as soon as they pull the trigger on round run, I could I could if I if I am five pounds heavier, but I I doubt it now, but. If I am, I could lose it within a blink of an eye. Fitness, I'm, it, you know, it, it. Like I say, everybody's in the same boat. We just got, yeah. you know, we're just we're staying at home. We're not, we're not behind bars. We're watching TV. <laughs> yeah, so, no. I, we're a little bit, so. Hey, Bobby, what's uh on the on the series this year? What well, or any year? What's your favorite track? What, what's the one where you go walk in and you're like, this is the one I can win at. This is the one uh. I like the best. Which which one for you is favorite? You know, I don't have one. I don't have one. Yeah, I don't have. A They're team. all shit. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm miserable. <laughs> no, um, honestly, if I had to, if I had to pick one, it would be Indy. Um, okay. I, I really like Indy. We went there. I think the last time I rode there was maybe in 2015. I believe. That's yeah. Year. Um, 
and I really like that truck. I like the configuration. It's it's pretty cool and uh, it's decent in the wet. I, I like a I like tracks that are decent in wet weather conditions because the possibility of it raining there is you know pretty high. Yep. So if it's good in the wet, I, I definitely enjoy riding there. And um, you know the atmosphere being brickyard and all that stuff. So I got to say Indy. Okay, and of course the good restaurants all around the track. Oh man. The good restaurants, the beautiful girls, everything. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a it's a it's a fun place to be. It's <laughs> it really a fun is. place. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. All right. Hey, when you were one barber last year, when did you actually realize you had won it? Because you'd crash and they had the red flag, and you know, when did you realize you actually won the race? Um, probably thirty. You know, probably. While uh, the boys are on the podium, <laughs> <laughs> I was walk- I remember walking by just like the walk of shame, you know. And I looked at you know uh, my buddy Richie Escalante was on top of the podium, and it, it was mm-hmm. cool to see him standing on top there because he's a good buddy of mine, good good dude. And I uh, I was talking, to, I was walking with Chris Ulrich, and you're like, hey, I wouldn't get too uh, I wouldn't get too down yet. We might have this thing, and um, I found out while they're on the podium or in the press conference or something. It was, yeah, it was right on the podium and then the riders found out in the press conference and everybody had hurt feelings and everybody needed tissues and wiping their tears in the <laughs> press conference. But, uh, hey, you know, I, I've been, uh, you know, I've been on the short end of the stick with the series and I've been, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the year, I was, um, standing tall. So, uh, you know, you, it could go both ways, you know. Um, and unfortunately, fortunately, it went my way, and I was pretty excited because uh, I had a nice little bonus coming up for that one. So, going into the off season, I needed that. Yeah. Hey, Bobby. Last year we were at Pittsburgh, where you were really banged up when you uh, when you did that race. How, how hard is it to concentrate on racing when you're when you're that banged up? I mean, you were you were struggling to to get to walk around and stuff. You could just. Well, you know, we passed you a couple times in the pits and left you kind of alone because you could almost see the pain on you when you put your foot down. And, uh, you know, the, the first thing I thought about when I could actually think straight after that crash was like, man, there's the championship. You know, that's all I yeah. thought about was the championship, championship. Like, I have to somehow get going. And, uh, <clears throat> I, you know, I went straight to the hospital. Hopefully I wasn't too concussed and Dr. Laura Ellis, she kinda helps out the uh, Team Hammer a little bit and she mm-hmm. has a good relationship with the Ulriches and she gave me some special pills or whatever it was and kinda for concussion protocol stuff and woke up my head feeling the next day my head was, you know, as fine and didn't feel mm-hmm. I didn't feel foggy or anything and okay. um the, after the first we did uh just warm up mm-hmm. and uh after warm up in my mind I was like, I have no idea how am I going to get going in the race? You know, it was, the pain was pretty significant. Just my ribs and my ribs yeah. and my, my foot and just <clears throat> my feelings, everything was hurt, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, we got, as soon as that started, and the docs at the track actually took what good care of me. Jim and Dr. Rossi, they're actually real good dudes and they know what they're doing. And, you know, I basically live, I lived there the whole, the full race day, you know, and under right. their care. And, um, you know, as soon as the as soon as the green light went out, it was you know didn't I still felt it obviously when I was riding. I didn't feel comfortable, but you know, just my mind overcame my body, and uh, you know, fortunately we got some points and 
that was the main thing. I, I surprised myself for sure. Well, you surprised a bunch of us who were there too. <laughs> you know, you, you definitely, you definitely looked like, you know, it was like, oh, why is he doing that? He, you know, I was actually worried. I was like, oh, there, that's going to be a problem. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, that was a Herculean ride there, man. Just, just thanks, thanks, boys. Appreciate that. Thank you. Just, just a big, big ride, money ride when everything was on the line. Um, you know, I think uh, guys will wrap this up, right? I'm gonna edit. That yeah, out. I think so. All right. Think, so we don't yeah, want to. We don't want to kill all your time, Bobby. Thanks for the time. No, no worries, guys. Thanks for having me early again. I appreciate it. Sorry about hey, that. Yeah. No. No problem. No problem. And uh, listen, uh, we'll keep up with you during the the season, and uh, you know we'll 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 catch up with you when they when they start racing again. We'll find you. Thanks, boys. I appreciate that again, man. You guys stay safe out there. Yeah. You too, Bobby. Thanks. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Yep. Bye. Bye. Anyways, you know, uh, we'll be back next week, right, guys? We're we're uh, we're gonna continue to do yep. this until our governor lets us we'll, go back to the studio. Yeah, our governor who said we have to like shelter in place till June 10th. That's ridiculous, but what are you gonna do? You know, uh, when he's not wearing when he's not when he's not wearing a hood, this is what he does. <laughs> I was gonna say when he's not trying to grab my gun, he's telling me to stay home. Uh, yep. So you can't go buy any guns. Yep. I thought they. Uh, no, we won't get into that. That's a political thing. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll avoid yeah. that for this show. Too late. Uh, too too late. Anyways, uh, yep. anyways, we want to thank Bobby Fong for coming on the show, and then we'll see you guys next week. Well, we'll talk to you guys next uh, week. All right. All right, guys. Stay safe.